Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode two, number two of Unsolicited Lifting Advice. We're back. Uh, no catastrophic accidents yeah. between episode one and here. So uh, we're doing it again. Yeah. I, although on that note, last time we we did this, I sat down and expressly talked about how I managed to find ways to hurt myself. Okay. Conscious, <laughs> yeah. fully sober, and fully able to do you know everything yeah, that's, yeah. that's going on. Operate around machinery. Uh huh. Um, I pulled my back squatting about 36 <laughs> hours later. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so uh, you know. Let's hope we don't jinx things twice in a row. That's, I think, the back. That's definitely what I've injured the most <laughs> throughout lifting. Uh, I think it's the E. I'm, I don't know if it's, I'm obviously not a doctor, but I think it's probably on the easier side to injure mm-hmm. is the back. Uh, especially when once you start getting into heavier weights supporting your spine and supporting your like a strong core becomes more and more essential as you start right really moving up in in weights of things um, and, and i think it's one of those once you start getting to those big weights you're gonna hit a point of squatting where your quads aren't limiting you as much as your back yep. is. you're gonna hit a point deadlifting where your grip is your limiting yes. factor and so it's one of those where in my case i was doing three sets of eight mm. and it was it was the last rep i knew it as soon as i did it where <laughs> I, I was just like okay my legs went up and my back did not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and so it's one of those where just at some point form starts collapsing a little yeah. bit just realize what you did yeah. come back here we are yeah uh so i think episode two um excellent time to introduce those who are new mm-hmm. uh also my name is sam my name is modest boom it didn't take us seven <laughs> minutes this time to remind you who we are uh but i think we should we can we can talk a little bit about how we met uh in our background in lifting athletics in general uh, is kind of a precursor to why they should not listen to any of the advice we give them yes um so we met my junior year of college, which was your... My sophomore year. Your sophomore year of college. Through... It's just one of those mutual friends you were in, the pre-law professor fraternity, my roommates were as well. Um, you know, just kind of a social event stuff, kind of... Mm-hmm. You know, we met each other. I don't remember... I don't remember the first time I met you. Like, I don't remember what that initial... I don't either, honestly. Yeah. Like, I, I, know, I know Starges. I can think of, like, some other people's... But yeah, I don't know. I think you you just kind of like appeared. <laughs> like you were just suddenly there. I I showed up one day and then they just never left. Yeah. <laughs> More or less. That's fun. Uh, and you were in it. Mm-hmm. I was not. I was, I, I for years jokingly said, I was the, uh, oh, how did I phrase this? I had an excellent, oh, the unofficial social chair. Yes. Because uh, I was I was not in the, the professor fraternity, but... Uh, one of my roommates was, and then that group became the social group. Mm-hmm. The, um, the bedrock of the social life. Yeah, like, started there. It it was really interesting because I remember, I remember when we had new social chairs get elected. The first thing we would do is give them your number. <laughs> Yeah. You're like, hey, talk to this guy. He's going to be your bartender. He's going to be your DJ. Yeah. And he'll probably find you your location, too. Yeah. yeah it was, yeah, it was, 
I would bartend for parties. I we we again it wasn't just my house, but you know us mm-hmm. would host most of them, especially come senior year when we oh, had yeah. the house. And then I mean I don't want to say I was a life of the party, but we are as again a collectively our group was you know yes. again we we had a pretty good good size. You know, I think you ended up being the president <laughs> at mm-hmm. one point. You know, again, all the friends of ours and, and, and our immediate group were. Oh, it, it worked out well where, I mean, even you look at Iron and, and the group where we met. Yeah. Iron was VP right before that. Mm-hmm. And so everyone was in a position where if they said, guys, we're going to do this, everyone else would listen. Yeah. And I just lucked out again. I've just kind of coasted through with things, just knowing someone who was at the top of it. Mm-hmm. Like, same thing with Reckwell, where, like, I just happen to know Iron and Nasty who happen to be the number one ref and number one student person in the thing. So mm-hmm. I kind of just worked my way through there and became, uh, you know, hey, I just get things done. It was fun. I, I never took it. I wasn't an I didn't take advantage of stuff, but. Well, we'll, I'm sure we'll touch on this in more depth later this episode, just talking about mm-hmm. our relationship and our past. That's what happened with me and Bentleys. Yeah. You, you look at me, you've got, you've got this 5'7", 165, 170-pound kid yeah. working for three and a half years as a bouncer. <laughs> Just something doesn't line up. And, oh, okay, we've got you as one of, you know, one of the guys in charge. Someone who, like, they say, or if he says, hire him, <laughs> their response will be, cool, you start Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. And so when I showed up and you said... Hire him. <laughs> I didn't say, hey, start on a Wednesday. <laughs> I started. On, I think I started on a Thursday for that. Uh, okay, so we met then, uh, and then again, just kind of became friends. And then uh, summer of 2015 was when the, at least as a group, that hardcore lift like. We were at the gym twice a day. Yes. Started. So we were, I had been, you know, I just, just going to the gym. I just like doing it early. Mm-hmm. It just works better for me. So I'd wake up, you know, I'd be out of the apartment at like 6, 20, walk across campus to the gym, um, get there at 7. Actually, you know, I, I, yeah, get there at 7-ish, do my work. I'll be back around 8, 39 o'clock. And, uh, you know, I was just doing that because, you know, I was just trying to work out and just before class, I just preferred it. And then that trans, you know, eventually became everyone else, but starting in the apartment was like, oh, you know, this working out thing's fun. Let's get into it. And then come the summer, we started a two-a-day program. Uh, I found the, the... Chris Kyle program. Yes, I found the workouts that Bradley Cooper did to get in shape for American Sniper. And I'm like, oh, these seems dope. I was looking through this. I'm like, this is all very manageable stuff. Like, you know, why not? Like, why not do this? And every, again, it's college, so our schedules were... We all worked, and it was a summer. We had, a, you know, we, had a, we had an apartment on campus, so we were, you know, living there. We wake up, 5 in the morning, get the gym open at 6, get a workout in, go to work for the day... And then after work, go back to the gym a second time. And we did that. I mean, we did that the whole summer. Say up up until maybe two weeks ago, that was without a doubt the best shape I've ever been in my life. Yeah. Right? Woke up. And, and honestly, I'll give credit where credit's due. You went every single day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> back, back then, and this was after I just... Uh, talk about riding people's coattails mm-hmm. just said hey i got a job i don't have an apartment congrats i live on your couch yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so there there were days where i'd wake up and just be i uh, no, i i want another hour of sleep i've mm-hmm. got 12 hours yeah, yeah. on the climbing course today this just isn't <laughs> happening yeah, yeah. uh but but even just most days following the hey work out 
excuse me, wake up, work out, mm-hmm. work a physical job outside yeah. for 8, 10, 12 hours, and then work out again to make up for all the drinking and the eating yes, we exactly. do. <laughs> we were, say, the way, the, so the way that the, the program was originally structured, it was like two workouts Monday, Tuesday, one on Wednesday, then two Thursday, Friday. Well, I was like, well, let's let's twist this so it works to benefit our dumb habits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> two days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, one workout Friday, the morning workout. So that way after work, we could go, you know, to turf or see snow, wherever we ended up going yeah. to, to, to happy hour. Uh, it's, it's funny you say that you got up because of me. A lot of the times I was getting up because I knew that if I didn't, like it, it's it's always that con. That's why having gym buddies and partners is so important mm-hmm. because if you if it's just you, you can you can sometimes get in your head and give yourself that excuse like ah, I'm not gonna do it today. But when I got someone across the hall for me mm-hmm. who's also like gonna do it and gonna keep me, even if they were also dreading getting up and hoping I didn't knock on the door. Yeah. We're both mutually like, if I don't do it, he's going. So, you know, right. it became, again, y'all were as big of a motivation for me to get up as you know, apparently I was for you to get up. Because <laughs> if I don't do that, then they're going to get on me. And then I'm, and then, mm-hmm. yeah, it just, it, you know, it, it's especially, I think once you've been doing it long enough, like right now I'm at a point of, I, I cannot function if I don't go to the gym. Yeah. And, and to be fair right now, it probably goes to a detriment. There are days where I'm like, this is supposed to be a rest day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and just like appease my inner demons. Mm-hmm. It'll be okay, cool. We're just going on a casual five miles. We'll be yeah. back. This this is active recovery. <laughs> <laughs> but but especially at the beginning when you're forming the habits and you're forming your foundation, yeah. just having someone else that's going through it with you helps yeah. because, I mean, one, what you said, and, and two, just... It's a lot harder to let someone else that you care about down than it yep. is to let yourself. Oh, hundred percent. And also, it was fun. Like once we got there, you know, we would have a. It was you, me, Iron Starge, Nasty. Uh, occasionally, you know, Potter would be there with us. Mm-hmm. But you know, good three to four guys uh, would be there. No one's at the gym, so we have no issues getting equipment and, and getting stuff. We got really tight with the staff that was there early. Same with the the couple people who were who be there at that time. Yeah. yeah. So it was it was always fun. So it, you know that was definitely some of the the most enjoyable gym time uh, was with was with y'all in the mornings and then again the afternoons and then even the next year. Uh, we'd still work out in the mornings. We weren't doing two days because at that point, that was, jobs were really starting. So like, I yeah. was you know working in the Capitol and doing grad school. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, he was already doing that stuff. Uh, Starge was full time somewhere. I was working two and a half jobs. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you were challenge coursing and doing uh, uh, something else. Like you know, stuff started to, to come where the two days became less viable. But even mm-hmm. still, you know, well into senior year, we were we were doing that. Um, so that's our back. That's how we met each other, and kind of where we. And they obviously that friend group just kind of stayed. And now we're what? Yeah. I'm almost five years post post undergrad. Yeah. And you know you're um, doing your masters and be done with that real soon. So you know we we've managed <laughs> not on all the wood. <laughs> so yeah, we've managed to keep that going. And and fitness is still a big thing, you know, with all of us respectively. Like and I've lifted with just about everyone, you know, to years after that. And you know yeah. obviously we're not. Crazy far away, obviously. Irons down in and and 
you to North Carolina, but, you know. We prepped for the episode today by meeting up in the morning to go to the gym. Yeah, we can talk about that workout. Oh, my that was goodness. God. <laughs> Dr. Jim Stepani is, is one of my personal favorite people to get programs from. Uh, and, and also played a very big role in those early years. where we, 100%. Where it was our make or break, are we sticking with this or not? Yeah, we, um, def- we definitely did his... Back when he was with bodybuilding.com, we did the, I def, I 100%, I've done shortcut to shred, shortcut to size, and shortcut to strength. I've done all of all those ones of multiple times mm-hmm. uh, in college. So we definitely did his shortcut to strength one uh-huh. when we tested maxes. But yeah, so this morning uh, we, we hit the gym, uh, nice little, it's, a, it's the Power Pyramid program, if anyone is interested in uh, subscribing to his stuff. You, you normally run sales. I love it. Again, obviously he is uh, very knowledgeable. Yes. He is ripped, so it's not like he's, you know, I, I not walking when he talks. I think I said it earlier today when we were talking about how the program split up and mm-hmm. why things are where they are. That man knows more, or excuse me, that man has forgotten more than I will ever yeah. know in my life. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of his. Other, I love Steve Cook, Corey Gregory, uh, Dr. Jim Sapani. But, I mean, there's there's tons of, of yes, reputable people. Um, we'll, those are just the ones who I've personally had the best experience so with. We talked personally. about uh, Eric Helms, yes. the 3D MJs last 100%. time. Um, yeah. I'm sure these names will keep coming up. Yeah. It's a very consistent list of... Yeah. Hey, you're you're listening to us, but here's who we listen <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're unsolicited. This is very solicited. This, this is very solicited, <laughs> very expert, very knowledgeable. Yeah. But this is where you go. They'll get you where you want to go. Yeah. So we did. It was a, a power pyramid. So he's big on periodization, but it was six sets. And this is one of the, this is probably one of the most. Oh, the word's not creative. It's. I don't know, intricate, maybe that's the right word, but like programs I've ever done, even of his, where set one was eight reps, that's something you can do for 30. Set two was five reps, that's something you could do for 15. Uh, the next two sets are at six, but that's something you can do for six, so you're jumping and weight a bunch. Then the last two sets are drop sets, where it's 12 and then 12, and then 15 and then 15. <laughs> so a ton of volume. And uh, after squats, which was the first, exercise we then had deadlifts rdls and leg press to go up the legs and then abs yes and then abs following Uh, following that same (laughs) split so i i know for sure tomorrow and then really friday i'm not gonna be able to walk which luckily it's christmas friday so the gym's closed on friday (laughs) so i can't even go if i wanted to which i you know i probably would if i could but yeah uh big fan of his stuff but yeah that was a that was a that was a pretty intense workout Mm -hmm. that that one hit where it hurt. Yeah. But, but, oh my God, that quad pump right after. Yeah. I think I glanced over at the mirror and was just like, this. This, <laughs> this is what I will be chasing for the rest of my <laughs> life. <laughs> this teardrop right here. That's all the crying I want to do. You know how they say you'll never be as big as your pump? Oh, that, <laughs> yes, I, that was that, That's the pump they were talking about. Yeah. No, I, I love his stuff. And uh, it's... Uh, it's always very I mean it's he is it's so science backed and like evidence based mm-hmm. and obviously he like he looks the part like you know it's one I mean and, and it's not like every person who gives is a personal trainer or is a coach has to be shredded like there's the, the old ads like Tiger Woods probably has a golfing coach who isn't as good of a golfer as Tiger Woods is mm-hmm. but like 
it, it's it's like a different role. Like the, the bodybuilder, like uh, Rami just won Mr. Olympia. Mm -hmm. Well, his coach probably wouldn't win Mr. Olympia, but that's not the point. Like, they, so they you don't only have to be one best in the yeah. world. So you don't have to be shredded to, to give good advice or know what you're talking about. But it is kind of cool yeah. to be like, I follow the tatted doctor. Right. <laughs> He's the one who tells me how to lift. It's one of those, and, and this can go... It, this can go off track very quickly. <laughs> I think it's one of the oldest adages of the fitness industry, where you can you can have a, a platform to speak on and and give very solid evidence based information, and a guy next to you can can just be super peeled and. Just give the worst advice in the world. Still, <laughs> still here talking about how you shouldn't warm up because there's only a certain amount of volume you can use a, a day, yeah. <laughs> and and if you use it up early, you you're taking it out of your later lifts. Yeah, yeah. It just it, that's just not how any yeah, of that works. Yeah, it doesn't. But I've sense. heard people say it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where uh, literally people saying that you will bench less if you warm up better, which is the opposite yeah. of how any of that works. But if, if someone says something that just astronomically against the evidence mm -hmm. and looks a lot better than the guy speaking, <laughs> speaking yeah. science, there will be a lot of people that turn to him and say, yeah. oh, well, like, if it works for him. Now, when, when you have someone like Dr. Jim Stepani <laughs> that looks the part and speaks the part that's just the best of both worlds yeah, yeah. you're just getting the best bang for your buck I th the fitness industry is and i think just fitness in general nutrition in general there was just so much misinformation just because there wasn't data sets like for mm -hmm. the longest time like working out like the nba really pre-jordan didn't think no one in the NBA really lifted weights. They thought you would get bulky and you get slow. Well, now we know that's nonsense. Obviously, there's a there's a balance. Like again, you don't want to be Mr. Olympia shape trying to play basketball, but right. like there's definitely we uh, there's obviously benefits to working out just across the board. So when when people would say things like, "Oh, you shouldn't warm up because you're using energy," well, from a very from a just basic, I don't un like ignorance, no real fault of their own. That kind of makes sense in a very bizarre like if you just think of it as like if there's a finite amount of energy and you use some up early you'll have less later okay that makes sense if you're dealing with like a car driving right, right. but obviously we know that warming up is not only important for just mobility and protecting joint health getting your central nervous system ready for heavy lifts but it's also just you know it's it's warming the muscles like we know that the, there's there's yeah. literal mountains of evidence as to why warming up is good but that's something that you would say if you had no background in science or research and you just you're thinking of it in simplistic terms it's just okay if i use some energy doing this i will not have more energy to do this later but obviously we know that it's it's far more important to warm up your body than it is to just cold cock 225 you know for reps yeah. Oh God, that's that's just oh, my shoulder hurts just thinking. About yeah, right. That. <laughs> yeah. I warm up. Let's see. I do a shoulder mobility routine for everything from chest, shoulders. Basically, if I'm using my upper body, I do shoulder mobility. Mm -hmm. I do like elbow, like like same thing for anything legs. It's like I do like five minutes bare minimum of like static stretching, and then I it, you know real world I should be foam rolling all that stuff. I want to get a routine down to to do that not only for pre but also post and recovery and not having that way. I definitely need to work on my post recovery. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if you noticed today, I'm at the point 
But frankly, I'm at the point of injury paranoia <laughs> where I brought in a band and warmed my shoulders up to hold the bar to squat. Yeah, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Be, uh, just because I, if nothing else, I figure it doesn't hurt. Oh, 100%. If, yeah. if nothing else, okay, just I'm getting my blood flowing. Yeah. And it's a pregame routine for I do this every time I squat. Yeah. I do this, my body knows. Let's do this. I'm that just going yeah. to quickly Pavlov myself. Yeah, <laughs> that mental game is super important. I mean, I think, I, I mean, that goes into sports with superstitions. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I played baseball at high school, and you know, you didn't move how the like when you if your team got some good runs, however the bench was standing, they didn't move from that position. You know, it, there's obviously that's taking it to a you know extreme and a little silly, but it's fun. But as far as actual prep, like. You know, you see, like, the joke for powerlifters is they have really intense, elaborate, they're slapping everything, mm-hmm. and they're getting... But, you know, whatever you have... Like you said, Pavel, whatever you have to do to get your mind ready, eh, I guess as long as you're not being, like, distracting and, like, you know, tribal shouting before right. you start Taking doing Taking away your, from others... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not being rude, but yeah, no. You know, if you warm up your shoulders to hold the squat bar, yeah, that's fine. I'm, I'm Obviously, that's not hurting anyone, and if it gets your mind ready, get your mind ready. I... I do that fully aware that it probably doesn't help. It now now <laughs> as we're talking about this, I'm realizing that at no point have I stopped to look at has anyone looked into this? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure like, so like, I, the, the mountains of research out there. I'm yeah. sure I'm sure someone at some point has looked at especially just legs and shoulders. Yeah. Go go very traditionally together. Very standard split, yeah. And so someone probably has looked at how these two things can go together. Yeah. Um, I really don't expect there to be any. It's just part of, hey, this this gets my mind right. Yes. This is something I'm going to do for yeah. it. And for we do not have video available for you today, unfortunately. <laughs> we are working on that. Yeah. But uh, all of you would have been able to see me wildly flail my arms about <laughs> as if I was currently warming up. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I remember, I'm, like, the psychology of sports is massive. I mean, again, we, we talked about the silly ones, but I remember for for football, uh, pre, pre-game, I would put every, like, I'd have, I had, I was a lineman, so I had elbow support, uh, I had knee knee support, and then I also wore, I wore these forearm guards, too, because I would cut my forearms up in the line because I didn't wear sleeves. Um, but I saw these forearm guards and my gloves, so I'd be 100% kitted up, I just wouldn't have my pad and jersey and helmet, obviously, so going through all warm-ups, but that was part of my, that was part of my get, get the mind, where, you know, where, there, you know, the old adage of going to battle for football, you know, I'm putting on my armor, so to speak, I'm getting myself in the right mindset. And then for lifting, yeah, whatever, you know, whatever it is, if it's, uh, you know, the way you put on chalk or if it's, again, the way you approach the deadlift bar, I gotten at one point into the habit of I don't step foot on the platform until I'm about to lift. Like, I don't rest on the platform. Like, I step off it and whatever, you know, if I have something I can sit on, sit on. If I don't, I don't. But when I step on that wood or whatever, you know, whatever materials, when I step on that, I am about to lift and I'm getting my mind into that. Same thing with I don't play around with the bar too much. Like, I don't stay in there for minutes. Like, when I touch that bar, we're, it's game time. So... I think one of the most interesting things about sports psychology to me is how much people have overlap in their in their rituals because I don't I don't I don't sit down on the platform I don't lay down on the platform I 
I had uh, this happened earlier today. If I had a really just really taxing set, okay, I want to sit down for a second. I will take myself off the platform and then sit down. Um, so I don't take it quite as far as you do, but I do agree where once the weights are on, I do not touch the bar until it is time to lift. It's the, the bar sits there and bar is sacred you, you are you are only allowed to contact it for its pre-designated purpose yeah, yeah that, was just, that was just mindset for me that was that the, the getting those little things right was after i hurt my knee sophomore year and then i was i was i was out of everything for six months then out for another six months just being lazy uh and i was like okay i got to train this bugger. I just kind of started going through the things to like, let's look at, we got some, we basically have to start from scratch now. So especially with legs, as you know, you take, again, obviously I had major knee surgery. So yeah, your quads are done. You kind of got to start square one with that. So I started uh, just really trying to dial in form. So getting depth squared away again, like, you know, ass to grass going all, all the way down as, as safely as possible. So getting a hip mobility open, but then also just like, just like pushing myself through that and building back up so that's really where i started things like you know once i'm at the bar we're ready to go just getting all the little mind things ready to 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 turn to build the habits back up and then build the strength back up because also when you're you know lifting by yourself at 6 a.m every every little thing every little thing to keep you there and to keep you motivated is is super helpful it's so right now I normally lift with with one of my roommates, and I I'd gotten back in the habit of going at six a.m. and just with especially with his work schedule and everything, at that point there are days where for him that would be, and I'm not exaggerating, two hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. We pushed it back to okay, let's go at seven thirty. <laughs> wake up at six forty-five, walk the dog, give him some food. Take some pre-workout. Let's go to the gym. Just going somewhere with this ADHD hits again. <laughs> um, so we we'd gone into that, and to this day, for the most part, and and when I don't do it, I, it's entirely mental. I have a worse day in the gym mm-hmm. because I'd gotten back in the habit of I wake up at. 5.30, 5.35, and this is my pregame ritual to get ready to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. I still need to wake up then and do all of these things and then sit around for an hour before <laughs> it's time to go. Yeah. Now, that that actually has helped a lot because that gives me an hour to sneak some carbs in, mm-hmm. get some water, <laughs> yeah. make, make sure we're properly hydrated. And in the end, this all works out phenomenally. Yeah. But but you would think logically that, hey, if you used to go at at 6, so you woke up at 5.30 and you're going at 7.30 now, just wake up at 7 and you have the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. And the logic's right. And I know the logic's right. <laughs> but I wake up and I know something's off. Yeah. It's, there's bright outside yeah. and I don't like it. <laughs> I like earning the sunrise. I don't want to. I stole that from Jock. I won't take that. That's one of his things. And now Jock, I mean, Jock wakes up at 4.30 in the morning and gets after it. And this thing has earned that sunrise. But And I, I like that a bunch. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the idea of get up early. And there might be, a, it might be a little bragging, a little, little bit of, yeah, not better than you. But, you know, there's a little, there's a little, there's definitely pride in 
I'm up before most people are up. I'm done with my workout for most people are done with the workout. That's just some little extra motivation to just, okay, yeah, let's keep, you know, you're, you're, you're doing things that others aren't doing. Uh, you know, let, let's, let's keep that up. You know, let's, let's, let's stay kind of ahead of the curve in that way. The, the big thing for me is I'm, I'm a big believer in making yourself uncomfortable every single day. Mm-hmm. And most days, if you wake up and you go early, mission accomplished. Yeah. As, especially going in and, uh, for example, we're recording on a Wednesday today. Yesterday, on Tuesday, I had my finals due. Monday morning, I woke up and set a personal PR on squats. I was so productive the rest of the day <laughs> that... I probably got more work done the rest of Monday than any single other day of final season. Yeah. Because just, okay, I woke up and I knocked the hardest thing out. Mm-hmm. Okay, I I moved around that for this long and now all you want me to do is sit down, read, <laughs> read a bit and write a paper? Yeah. No problem. Let's go. Yeah. It's I woke up and I, I picked these things up and I put them <laughs> back down and I didn't hurt myself in the process. Yeah. Yeah, more knocking wood. I didn't hurt myself in the process, and now all you want me to do is is just cook my own meal instead Mm -hmm. of ordering out for the fourth time. Yeah, absolutely, I can do that. But but when that that foundation starts going away, especially like once you've just gotten used to this is how I start my day, Mm -hmm. because that feels wrong, everything else kind of just follows. Yeah, but hey, I. I was supposed to work out in the morning and I didn't and I know that I was supposed to and I yeah. didn't. Okay, well I got away with that. I can probably get away with another hour of TV before I deal with this paper. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, I was supposed to start cooking an hour ago, but I was watching said TV, so mm-hmm. I guess I'll just get some Taco Bell delivered yeah. and Yeah. It definitely cascades where mm-hmm. if you if you if you get that first thing right the next thing, like you say, it's it, and and the the inverse is true. If you get the first thing wrong, or you you know you skip, and I, I'll be the first to admit, I have missed workouts. I have Absolutely. woken up and been like, nah, which you know, I, you know, it, it's it. I shouldn't, but let you know, let's be very honest here. No one's perfect. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, once you you skip that workout, it is very easy to go. Okay, I can skip meal prep or I can push this or you know I can blah 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 but if you you know and whatever whether it's working out or whatever your morning routine is whether it's making your bed or fill in the blank for whatever thing is that you need to get done if you get one thing done it's super easy to move on to another thing and get it done if you miss the early thing if you miss the first thing it is very easy to keep just missing and you know I mean it's might not be end of the world kind of stuff but again it's, it's these little mental battles that that if you compromise in one place it's very easy to compromise on the next thing and then obviously it's it's if that becomes a pattern when it becomes a real problem right missing a workout isn't going to end the world i mean even not, if you're not, at all. not I, at all unless you're again like two weeks out for mr olympia or whatever it is where you're this is your little job but yeah. for most of us well, and even in that case yeah you really shouldn't be yeah I'd assume. <laughs> yeah, I've never been there personally, but you know. uh, it's not a former Mr. Olympia myself. I yes. can't. I can't speak with authority on this. Yeah. But, but, also at that point, you're talking about two weeks out. It's 
this is not going to be the end of the world. Yeah. The, you're you're not. Again, I, I assume you're not going to go from winning it to not even meddling yeah. because you missed one set of lateral raises. Yeah. So think of how much it's not. A, I, 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 obviously, we're not promoting being lazy, but we're also like give yourself some grace, give yourself some 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 leeway. Where if hey, I, again, I've woken up and I've been like nah, and then maybe I get to it later. Some days, and then some other days. Sometimes I'm just beat from something or whatever it is. If and if if you can't get it done, it happens. You know, again, like try you know get it the next time. But you know, it's uh, it's not gonna. It's not going to be the end of the world if, if you miss one day because you were tired from work or because you whatever. Like it's you know there's there's I think balance is something that will probably yes. bring up a ton. And is, it's is having def- that balance. It's also definitely good to to acknowledge the you know we're not trying to speak holier than thou. The, yes. The, I I spoke very openly earlier about how when we started. I consistently missed. <laughs> yeah. Because if I, if I had a long day before, I would wake up and just be like, no, absolutely not. And, and even everything else where I'm talking about, oh, like you do this and everything else starts falling apart. That's speaking from experience. Yeah. <laughs> I, that I can speak. I, that's exactly what happens, at least with me. Yeah. But it's it just it's not the physical thing. It's, it's the mental part of it. Of, yeah. hey, if this is... It, again, it's your pregame routine. It, whether it's for us, it's wake up and go to the gym. Mm-hmm. For other people, it may be wake up, watch news, brush like while you brush your teeth. Mm-hmm. It, for other people, it may be wake up, make your bed. Whatever your morning routine is, whatever you've noticed sets your mind right and sets you up for productivity and and just accomplishing your goals for the rest of the day. Making sure to stick with that. Is, is one of the most important things you can do. Yeah, just, I mean, just, like, consistency and then, you know, setting goals and, and, and sticking to them. It's all just, like, little mental things that just helps you uh, move forward in, in a positive manner. And also, like you said, balance. It's Yeah. You you don't want to squat heavy. You don't want to lift heavy every single day. Yeah. You, if you're maxing out lifts seven days a week, <laughs> you're either only doing that, so not getting in volume and gonna... <laughs> gonna hurt yourself. Yeah. <laughs> or you're trying to do everything and you're gonna hurt yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's all. It's it's all about yeah. balance. You can't. You can't be. Even even the best. Like, Usain Bolt will not run his fastest sprint all year round. Yeah. It's it's a cycle. Yeah. I I think that that just that mentality of resting and kind of giving myself grace has been a huge thing for me kind of learning you know moving along the path uh especially like dieting is a big place because training is pretty easy for me to get in and do mm-hmm. but it's 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 you know sticking to a meal plan or sticking to a method of eat whatever it whether it's something as 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 planned as i have all my meals for the week or if it's just hey let's avoid fast food you know, like when I did, like I've, you know, I've been doing Sober October with, you know, uh, Joe Rogan and, and the people who do, so you've been doing do that, that for with. years. Yeah, I've done it every year. I didn't do it this year because this one this year was just bizarre, and I hadn't. Then it wasn't really cutting out much. So you, I hadn't you also really, much yeah. anyways. Uh, but when I was doing that, like that month started as just okay, yeah, don't, you know, no drink, no alcohol. It's pretty easy to do. And then it moved eventually to like, okay, let's find some other things to add in to to get the mind right. And so I just did like 
the first year was, you know, no fast food, like that whole month. And then second year was like, not only no fast food, like ordering, just ordering out because I'm bored kind of thing, uh, was like, okay, that whole month, if I don't cook it, I don't eat it kind of thing. Or, you know, if I go to a family's house, you know, if they, whatever. Right. Uh, and then... There, uh, there's balance. Yeah. And then the, la- like, the last one I did was like, only drink water, like, no, like, I just, I, I kind of added things periodically. And then you just build up to that point. Uh, and, and then I guess kind of to what I was saying before about sticking to stuff, just like understanding what works and understanding how to make it work. And then if you mess up, ah, I messed up. But then like get back on and then keep doing like when it spirals out into, oh, well, I messed up this. So, well, the day's a wash. So let's just order $30 with Taco Bell and, and right. sit and watch, you know, whatever for however long. Yeah. You can't, you can't change the past. The best thing you can do is just forgive yourself and keep going. Yeah. And, and keep moving forward. Yeah. Don't get, don't get stuck down into mm-hmm. uh, nonsense. Uh, yeah. You, and especially with the context of dieting, I think that's one of the pitfalls that people fall into the most of, hey, you know, I've been I've been sticking with whatever plan I'm on, and for the sake of sim- of simplicity, let's assume it's a well-structured, mm-hmm. yeah, good good plan that someone should be on. Hey, I've been sticking with this for a while. It's mentally tough on me, as, as it should be. Mm-hmm. And you know, after after weeks and weeks of doing this, I gave in and and I ordered a pizza, and I ate it. And now I feel bad. And, and then people say, well, okay, well, in that case, I already cheated today. I guess it's a cheat day. Yeah. Um, let me grab a bottle of wine and some ice cream. And, yeah. <laughs> and just hit all of these cravings at once. Yeah. Which, one, you, you had a pizza. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. Um, if you watch all these people on YouTube, do those like 10,000 calorie challenges. Yeah. And their physique looks... Maybe a little bit of floating from carbs, yeah. but that's water weight that'll leave in another day. Their, yeah. physique, their physiques look the same. Yeah. It's not... One pizza will not ruin anything yes. for you. Yeah, yeah. It's when it becomes, like you said, six more things, mm-hmm. and then the next day you're like, and eh, let's you know, cut some corners. And then it spirals out into, well, now I'm off the meal plan for six months because mm-hmm. I just never got back on to it. Like, that's when it becomes... That, that's uh, where issue. you hit the pitfall. And yeah. also, if if you just give in your cravings a little bit consistently and just plan for it and, yeah. and, and, hey, understand that this is something that will improve, it'll make it easier for you to adhere to and yeah. it won't be quite as mentally taxing, you're, you're a lot less likely to have that moment. And if you do, it's going to be a lot easier to just catch yourself yeah. and keep going. When you say, hey, or like, like Sober October is great. You want to do a year sober? Absolutely. Go for it. I personally started this year off saying like that that was where I started with my weight loss. I said, hey, the first thing I'm going to do is just entirely cut out alcohol. Mm-hmm. And I stuck with it for weeks. Um, and I think like sometime in February, I hit a point of, hey, like I, I just worked 40 hours in the last three days. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna sit down and have this free beer with yeah. my coworker that did all of it right next to yeah, me, yeah. so we can just decompress a little. Yeah. And and I did that. I felt really guilty about it. And then there's a bit of realizing that hey, 
this is okay. Yeah. And, and you're having a single beer that you plan for and everything's fine. Yeah. As opposed to letting it all build up and then blacking out on Tuesday night. Yeah. There's a big difference between these two things. Yeah. I mean, we talked about this earlier where I added for my breakfast, I added like salsa. Just like a, a standard salsa, a little bit of sour cream, just to like, you know, spread on top of the, you know, the, the egg and quesadilla or egg and tortilla I had. And immediately improved it by thousand percent. Again, you can, you know, seasoning eggs and whatever. I can, I love eggs, but like I, I told you at one time, like week eight of a thing, I think I sent something to the effect of, I was eating my breakfast meal and if my eggs had blew my jaw off and I bled out on the floor and died, I would be okay because I could not eat another bite of those freaking eggs. Mm -hmm. But I added, now this, you know, this time around I added some salsa, a little bit of sour cream, so much easier to do. And like I said though, that little, I wouldn't even call it a compromise because calorically it's like 60 calories. But you know, like that little thing just to give myself that mental break. Because I think you can get into that whether it's with diet or whether it's with the workout or miss, whatever it is, you can get into that thing of it has to be perfect. If I am not 100%, if I don't cut out every sauce, if, every if, dip, if, I have failed. If you are not exercising and dieting in the most scientifically optimal way, because you know there's a single scientific yep, answer for how to do one these way. things. Yep. <laughs> if, if you're not doing it the most optimal way, then it basically didn't count. Yeah, yeah, and that's I mean obviously that's where that's facetious if you can't tell. <laughs> Just audio. We were joking right there. There's not one no single way to do it. But if that's the mindset you're in, if you do make that little compromise, you might you you might again I would again initially think that I'm I'm failing here. I'm not being as strict as I can be. And there is definitely a time and a place to be very strict and very meticulous and very calculated, but it has its time and place. And again, to that conversation from 3DMJ, if you get stuck in that, if that's the only way and you don't give your, allow yourself that grace, those habits can spiral out and become much bigger problems over the long term. Right. So for me, giving myself some salsa, a little bit of sour cream with my, uh, my breakfast, instantly makes it so much more manageable it's much more enjoyable now this is something that can stick to for a much longer time frame than again week eight wanting my jaw to explode because i cannot take one more bite of this egg right and and because it's easier okay oh no you had 60 calories hope you don't <laughs> accidentally go up a pair of stairs yeah, exactly. and burn it yeah. off <laughs> but but hey that that means now because it's not as mentally difficult on you and now because you're enjoying your meals imagine that yeah <laughs> you're not enjoying gonna... food what <laughs> what <laughs> you mean i don't have to have boiled chicken and, yeah. and steamed unseasoned broccoli yep. <laughs> <laughs> and so you you get to a point of you can be around friends and smell their meal and not hit a primal yeah feeling <laughs> where where you just impulse eat four dozen wings yeah, and, yeah, yeah. It'll be okay. Yeah. Because, you know, you're treating your your body yeah. like a body and not like a car yeah. that has a set amount of energy. And, exactly. You know. Yeah. yeah. Again, back to balance. Like, mm -hmm. there's a time and a place to say no to chicken wings and dip. Absolutely. There is also a time and a place to be like, hey, and again, this is all obviously for, for personal goals. If you are trying to be Mr. Olympia, you're going to have to say no to chicken wings and dip a little bit more than your yes. average person. But for the other 99.9% .9 of us, Find that balance. Again, balancing discipline with, you know what, I'm gonna enjoy whatever the thing is, whether it's you know a, a weekend with the boys or whether it's 
you know, uh, like if I go to my grandparents' house, like I am not counting calories at my grandmother's house. Like I believe the calories don't count at grandma's house. They are all, it all <laughs> evaporates in the air. But you know, like I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna do that there. Again, unless you are in a position where this is your job. And then at that at, point, like... At that point, that's part of what you sign up for. And you're you, make, you, you made are, those compromises already with yourself. Like, okay, I'm going right. to take whatever time frame this is you, off. You and, are a competitor. This is part of yeah. your of your competing. Yes. Um, but that, that actually touches very big on one of... I, I love bodybuilding culture. Bodybuilding culture is the only reason that I got back in shape. Mm-hmm. It's right now, I think I'm in the best shape of my life. Yeah. And, and that is why. It's, that all said, I think the permeation of general stereotypical bodybuilding culture into general culture is about the worst thing that, <laughs> that can happen for the normal person. You, yeah. don't, you don't need to be that strict because we're, in that case, we're just talking about adherence, we're just talking about balance, we're mm-hmm. just talking about make sure you're doing something that someone can live with. Yeah. And you look at someone who is doing something that they know they're not going to stick with, that they only have to do for a couple weeks or a couple months yeah. in order to prep to going on stage once every couple of years. Yeah. That, that is not the gold standard. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is something that is done with a purpose. Yeah. If, if you just want to generally get stronger, you don't try to do the things that the mountain from Game of Thrones mm-hmm. did. Blanking on his name. Hathor Bjornsson. Yep. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> you that That is not your starting point. Yeah. <laughs> your starting point for I want to lose a little bit of weight and, and feel better about my joints and just, you know, feel a little more like I did when I was five years younger. Yeah. Great. Absolutely. Let's all get healthier. Your starting point should not be Arnold's diet. Yes. Especially the diet he was doing on uh, Olympia number six, right? Like again, and, and yeah. this is also obviously the social media personification mm-hmm. of everything, which is a whole nother conversation about uh, what you and see with whatever. That's gonna be an episode in itself. Hundred <laughs> percent. But yeah, no, I, I think you make an excellent point. Where if you just take the most extreme uh, part of anything, whether it's bodybuilding culture, whether it's I mean, you even think like athletic culture, whatever you know, the, the general athletic general athletes like. Mamba mentality. Yeah, like again, if you are trying to be Kobe Bryant, if you are trying to be LeBron, whoever, insert athlete there. If you're trying to be that person, yeah, you probably got to do some of the stuff that they're doing. But yeah, like you said, when you're trying to translate it to people who are just trying to get healthier, which health and bodybuilding, it's a whole, those are two, those are not the same thing. One is actively unhealthy. You look great. Yes. (laughs) You look incredible. But step, like when he stepped on stage. health. 20 pounds ago. Yes. Yeah. So if you're, so the, the health, if you're trying to get healthier, if you're trying to be stronger, that is a very different thing from competitive on stage bodybuilding, which again is what gets the eyes because they said they look excellent. Like they look, they look phenomenal. I mean, you might have your personal preference, whether you would personally want to look like Mr. Olympia, whether it's, you know, Phil Heath, Ronnie Cole, right, those but, guys, but, or look just like, but a, even there you look at, there, there is a division for you. Yes. For, I mean, we're not going to get into the whole dad bod conversation yeah. right <laughs> now, but, but there, there are multiple physiques that go in there. And just in terms of your idea of, Hey, what does a fitness model look like? 
you gotta understand for a bodybuilder that's where you start your cut yeah and I'm exaggerating a little here. Yeah. Only a little. Yeah, yeah. You know, I get, like I, I think you said it actually where translating that high level comp- competition bodybuilding mentality to someone who's just trying to get in shape again, whatever get in shape means for you, whether that's mm-hmm. uh, you know, lose some weight, whether it's run fast, whether it's lift more, yeah, those are two very different things. And understanding your personal goals and, and what you want to do is way more important than finding someone and again, even if you admire that individual and what they look like and how they're training, like they're they have a million followers they've been doing this for ten plus years, right? Mm-hmm. So if this is day one for you, you start out with, all right, what are some you know, uh, little habits I can build, some little things I can change, and what's a fitness routine, again, if that's your goal, which I think uh, there's a lot of evidence of lifting weights in general is good for you over the long term, mm-hmm. so people should be doing it, but what is, what, what like, find a program that addresses the fact that, hey, this is my first time doing this, whether that's getting a trainer, you know, again, finding a buddy, finding a bro, uh, <laughs> who's gonna, you know, understand that, hey, okay, this person's coming to me and asking, you know, how do I get started, let's take this series, and for most of us, that means referring them to someone who actually knows what they're talking about. Yes. Or if we have a certification or have been doing it long well, enough, and- we can say, hey, here's some basic things you can do to to start on this journey of getting uh, a, a healthier physical body. And also just a lot of what we talk about on here is is a little more fun, is a little more lighthearted. Yeah. We, we very much say things that are said and meant facetiously. Sometimes point that out and sometimes just don't. Yeah. It's on you to figure this one out. <laughs> um, you either think we're hilarious or the worst people in the world. There is no middle ground. Nope. No, no, no. <laughs> but, but on a very real note while we're talking about this, the, the only person that you should consistently compare yourself to is yourself a month ago. Just, and whatever your goal is, as long as you're making progress, you'll get there. Yeah. Because all, I mean, this is why all the extreme things hit culture, because they, they sound great. They sound incredible. Hey, follow this diet for, for eight weeks and yeah. you, and you will look like Steve Cook himself. Yeah. <laughs> and well, you you just won't. There's yeah. a reason you don't see Steve Cook saying that. Yeah, <laughs> he knows. <laughs> because, I mean, you you want to look like that? Great. It's it's going to take being in the gym, three, five, six times a week, for, for fifteen years. Uh huh. <laughs> Which is what he and all those other people did. I mean, they earned where they are. They put oh, in that absolutely. work. Absolutely. But it's uh, yeah, you don't see the work until you're at level of. You know, I mean, he was bodybuilder spokesperson. He obviously has his own gym, his own brand now, fitness culture. But yet, he put in that work. He was a collegiate athlete. You know, like he, right. he did the things years and years and years ago. Where if you start today and go, "Ooh, I'm gonna look like that guy," all right, like listen to him talk about it, where he talks about how he's been consistently doing this for decades mm-hmm. now, and now he looks like and, this. And that's one of the best things about the evidence-based movement, where you have people talking very openly about you cannot get here and you should not get here in this amount of time yeah it is going to take you if, if this is where you want to get it's going to take you years and you'll never realistically you will never look exactly like any one other person yeah and now we're getting into genetics, muscle insertions yeah. and genetics <laughs> yeah. and the, the the point is just hey absolutely look up to whatever gives you inspiration you mm-hmm. should, 
everyone should have role models everyone should have mentors if you can get it always be trying to learn more from someone who knows more than you do mm. but just sit down don't be quite as rough as on yourself yeah look at where you are now look at where you were a month ago if you're closer to your goals all things considered yeah. just keep doing what you're doing yeah if you're not that's okay it's a month it doesn't matter figure out why you're not change it and now now you're still making progress yeah Okay, that that was a alarmingly serious. <laughs> I think I think that is the most serious we have ever been on here. We have to make jokes now to like Just remind people who we are and why they like us <laughs> <laughs> or don't. No, no, no. No, I, I think I think that's good. I think that you know, obviously we're we like to have fun. I think the first part of it was fun, but I I think it it bears. It's always going to bear repeating, I, and whether it's from us or whether it's from 3DMJ, whoever it is, and they talk openly about it too. But just reinforcing the the realities and and positives uh, in the proper way. And obviously, we're not experts, but again, we, we we listen to people. We spend our time reading. I know you definitely do, and, and I do as well to a, to a slightly lesser extent. But reading from people who are researching and doing this stuff. But I think it definitely bears repeating and and bears a kind of reinforcement of hey like find like i think you, you put it perfectly where it's compare yourself to yourself a month ago and stole that from 3dm chat well then, <laughs> that's what they're talking about and, and kind of go from there so uh whether it's from us or from someone else uh that should should be uh kind of how you're structuring your goal setting and uh how you're judging your progress is, is where were you a month ago again like you said are you better if you're not, why aren't you better? And this, like, again, not like you suck, but let's 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 look at this and 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 try to to, to tweak some stuff. So, end of the day, fitness is a personal journey. Yep. And, and we're all we're all on it together. Words are hard. Yep. Sound it out. <laughs> at the end of the day, fitness is a personal journey. We're all on it together. We're all gonna find a way to get there, and we're all going to get there a lot more consistently if we just start forgiving ourselves a little more yep. start treating ourselves like human beings because even even the the idols that we look up to on social media are human beings and social media gives you a very curated view of who they are and that's a good thing it's you you've got something to look up to you got this is this is where i want to be great mm -hmm. where are you now Baby steps. Yeah. They are still steps. Yep. <laughs> and on that note, uh, thank you for listening to episode two of Unsolicited Lifting Device. That was way more unsolicited lifting <laughs> device than episode one. Uh, but uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. Um, again, all socials follow us at ULA Podcast. Uh, any, any closed remarks? Uh, watch out for the TikToks, guys. <laughs> I guess we have some of those coming, yeah. Uh, so uh, appreciate everyone listening, and we will see y'all in the next one.